0: We ran the ball extremely well, and I think that's what opened up a lot of things for our offense. Obviously, our defense played a heck of a game. Reggie Gilliam, Special Teams Player of the Week, setting the tone off the right way on that first kickoff. Trusting the process, not trusting the results. And again, we, we've got a long way to go in the season, but we can only take it one game at a time, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Gosh, Allen
1: dropping a trust the process quote. That's been around a while with Sean McDermott, who's going to join us here in a little while. To give us an injury update and look ahead to the game on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. Sal Capaccio here with you on a Buffalo football Friday on WGR Sports Radio 550, the Extra Point Show. We will have Sabres live after this and then one Bills live. And then, of course, Shope and the Bulldog at 3 p.m. I will join them for a roundtable discussion at 4 o'clock. I told Bulldog, get me out of maybe the last segment a little early. I'm going to head down to the Sabres game tonight. Maybe see a lot of you down there. Uh, should be a fun night. Once again, if you missed the news from earlier to earlier today, Paul Hamilton had it. <clears throat> Zach Benson staying with the club. The Sabres had a decision to make after nine games to well either have him sit and take up a roster spot, or send him back to juniors to play, or keep him here. You say, well, why? Well, because it's a contr- it's a contract thing. Basically, now that he plays, and now once he steps on the ice tonight and plays for the Sabres tonight his first-year contract will count. His clock starts ticking on his contract. And otherwise, you could have just had that kind of toll till next year, not have the contract count if he doesn't play any more games for the Sabres this year. Once he plays a 10th game, his rookie contract begins. So that's just something to really kind of think about down the road. But the Sabres are never – they're not in a situation here where they have to worry about that. It's a couple of years from now. And even then an RFA status. So that shouldn't even really be too much of a thought. There's no salary cap situation. I mean, they're starting to pay players, but, and overall, honestly, the, the biggest issue and the biggest reason is Zach Benson's earned it. He's played well. The the goal he scored in Washington was phenomenal, but as Don Granado has talked about, as Kevin Adams has talked about defensive responsibility, um, you know, the place he makes away from the puck, things that he does, the four checking situation, Um, How he helps when he's not, when he doesn't have the puck on this stick is, you know, the biggest thing that they're looking at to make this decision. And they've made it. Zach Benson, a part of the Sabres tonight and this year. And tonight you're going to get, it looks like, Ukopeka Lukonen, UPL, starting in goal against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Big game for the Sabres after a, a tough loss the other night, one they should not have dropped to the Washington Capitals. They did. Capital scored with a minute and 15 left in regulation. Then they score with less than four seconds left in overtime. Steal two points from the Sabres, who get one point out of it. Sabres should have had two and nothing for Washington. Instead, that's a huge swing in the standings in the Eastern Conference. So, big game tonight, big game tonight against another Eastern Conference team you're going to be battling with all year for playoff positioning. The Pittsburgh Penguins. So, that's a 6 p.m. puck drop tonight. 6 p.m. We will have pregame for you again beginning at 5 p.m. Don't forget Black Friday football game today. Dolphins at Jets. 3 o'clock. Amazon. I mean, think about what the NFL has done here for a second, okay? This is so strategic, and not that the NFL isn't normally. They usually are. It's so strategic, what they're doing here, which is you're having a Black Friday game to keep people, you know, to you know, for the ratings, keep people at home. But it's not just that. It's on Amazon, right? And Amazon paid billions of dollars. I think, what, $12 billion for 12 seasons or something like that? I mean, I think it's like a billion dollars a year, I think. If I remember reading it right, they pay these billions of dollars to have this TV package. And part of it is Thursday Night Football, and they have this Black Friday game. But it's not just that. It's the game they chose specifically. It's Black Friday, folks. Shopping Mecca of the United States, one of them, New York City. Hey, let's just put the game in New York where fans of the Jets will say, I'm not going shopping and spending my money. I'm going home to watch the Jets game or going to the game, and I'll shop online where Amazon comes into play. So Amazon then takes away those shoppers from New York City, from the stores, to go back to their homes, to go back to the stadium, to wherever it is. That is how many hours worth of not shopping. Think about the tailgating they're doing. Think about the game. Think about after the game. The people in New York who are going to the game, they're not shopping today. People in New York are going home to watch the game. I mean, they might be shopping this morning, but it's taking away hours of their shopping. So how do they shop instead? They go to Amazon. Brilliant. That's what they did here. So it is... Totally strategic. We'll see if they... I don't know what the contractual obligation is going forward, like for next year. I would imagine they're going to do this every year. I mean, the NFL is always trying to find these pockets of games and times and days or whatever, I should say, that they can fit new games in and new programming in. We see it all the time. Thursday night football. Saturday Saturday night football. All the different ways... That the NFL does these things. And here's a new one. Honestly, I was thinking the other day, like, what's, what have they not done yet? Now, I know the NFL doesn't want to play on Wednesday. I would not be surprised if at some point the NFL takes advantage of the biggest of the year and says, we're going to play a game on a Wednesday night right before Thanksgiving. Like, that week's going to be our week. We're going to do Wednesday night, three games on Thursday, as they normally do on Thanksgiving, and then Black Friday. I don't think they want to touch college football Saturday. They generally don't do that in November. They don't do it till late in the year when there's no college football games on. You got Michigan, Ohio State this weekend. By the way, that's going to be amazing. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. And maybe ha- and, and somehow say, all right, we'll actually have the teams give them a bye the week before or something like that. So we'll see, though. Today, though, we have a Black Friday game at 3 o'clock. In the meantime, Sean McDermott. Up next here on the Western Hotline. You're listening to Buffalo Bills Football Friday on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Now, here's Sal and Joe with Coach Victor. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at
0: Northwest.com. By Kaleida Health, the official health care provider of the Buffalo Bills. By Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. And by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. And
1: Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott joins me on the Western Hotline. Good morning, Coach. Happy Friday. Joe is off today. Actually, he worked this morning. We're getting the rest of the day off today, though. But uh, good to have you as we normally
0: do on a Friday. Right. You know, it's good to be with you guys as well. And happy uh, belated Thanksgiving to everyone out there. For sure. To you as well. Um,
1: I'll start there, Coach. How was your Thanksgiving, and do you cook the turkey at your home, if you even host?
0: Maybe you went somewhere. No, no I don't think anybody, including myself, wants me uh, cooking anything, <laughs> let alone a turkey. And uh, No, we had a good uh, few hours together as a family and had a few people over um, on the team, and i uh, just grateful for, for that time together. Are, are you
1: a leftovers guy, Coach? I mean, I love the turkey leftovers. Are you a leftovers guy?
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, my dad would always raise me on uh, my mom and my dad, and my dad in particular. Man, he would be so fired up for leftover <laughs> turkey sandwiches uh, the eve of starting the eve of Thanksgiving and going on for the next couple yes.
1: I love it. I love it. And then today, Black Friday. I know you got a lot to do. You're you're coaching, and, and you know you got a, a game to prepare for. But uh, have you been a Black Friday shopper throughout your life? I mean, how do you how, how do you handle today?
0: Yeah, I I, I uh, focus on Christmas about a day before. So I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm not really good at that in particular when the season's going on here.
1: All right, Coach, we appreciate that. Let's get to uh, your injury update. You have a couple of guys in the concussion protocol. One did return to practice yesterday, Taron Johnson, but a lot of names on the injury list. Anybody declared out for Sunday as of now?
0: Yeah, so we'll have Dane, uh, both Dane Jackson and Taylor Rapp will be out for the game. Uh, The rest will practice in some capacity today, and we'll see. And then the update on Taron Johnson is that he he has cleared concussion protocol.
1: Okay, thank you very much for that. And I did notice, and you said last week, even though um, Dawson was eligible to come off, he has not practiced this week, so that's not something that's happening. But uh, how's he progressing, and, you know, Dawson Knox, and, you know, obviously with the fact that he could be eligible going forward?
0: Yeah, I mean, he continues to take it uh, one day at a time, and he's he's working hard, and it's just really right now about um, his injury continuing to heal, and, and some of that's just going to take some time.
1: Okay, Coach, um, I am thinking about cam lewis a little bit here because you know he's a guy that's on the injury report but just all the things he does for you i mean i i can't remember a lot of guys who are really kind of the primary backup at two separate positions if you want to call it that you know safety and he's listed as a safety on the roster he's also the backup nickel and i don't know if he gets necessarily the recognition he deserves to be able to handle all that can you just talk a little bit about what he's meant to your football team and being able to handle all those roles including obviously special teams
0: Well, we talk about that value of position flexibility and and when you're shaping the roster, you know, towards the end of training camp, you're always keeping that in mind. Um, In a case like Cam, he can play, to your point, more than one position and has done a nice job with that this year, including his role on special teams, which is very valuable as well.
1: Speaking of special teams... I don't know if it's how often you get a guy that's special teams player of the week for you know making tackles and causing fumbles. It's usually a a punter, I mean a kicker, or a punter, or someone like that, a guy with a return. But Reggie Gilliam, uh, what did what he did last week a mean for your football team in that moment in that game, and b just overall what he's meant to your roster?
0: You try and have an identity on as a team, number one, but also in this case uh, an identity on special teams, and and that's what you saw. Um, on the opening kickoff last week uh, it just really it lifted the entire stadium, including, including the team and and um, you know the way he ran down there the way they were covering kicks early in the game in particular you could just tell there was they were covering with a, a purpose that was bigger than themselves.
1: Sean this week you take on the Philadelphia Eagles. We know how good they are at short yardage. We've all talked about, you know, the the play that they use, but your team actually has been very good on short yardage as well. Third and short conversions in the NFL this year, uh the the numbers are actually uh the Buffalo Bills, I think um in that situation you lead the NFL. What's been the secret? What is the secret in those short yardage situations for your team offensively to make sure you convert?
0: Well, I think more than anything it comes down to uh, force against force, right? And and that's mm-hmm. some of the case with their situation in Philadelphia as well. The the, the play that gets so celebrated, I guess you'd say, um, around, or at least in Philadelphia, is that is that tush-push play that they use, and um, it's really force on force, and uh, it's really more of a rugby-style play to begin with.
1: And then obviously, uh, with your team going into Philadelphia this week, a very tough challenge. It's not just that play, obviously, short yardage, but they have weapons all over the place. Uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, um, just the challenge your team faces to, to face an offense that really is so well-balanced, and can do so many things, and of course, out of the backfield, DeAndre Swift and the players they have.
0: Well, you said it. They're very talented. Uh, they do a great job every year of, of putting a Super Bowl-talented team on the field, and um, and so we have, to, we have to defend it, right, on, on, on defense, uh, the names that you mentioned. Uh, I think DeAndre Swift is really, um, you know, rejuvenated his, his career and, um, you know, going back home to Philadelphia where he's from and then A.J. Brown, uh, Jalen Hurts, um, you know, the other receivers, I mean, they do a great job and they're explosive. Um, they break tackles and then defensively, I mean, again, similar conversation here. The, the talent that they have up front, the way they've invested in, in their corners. Um, I mean, they've got a very talented football team.
1: Yeah, and then James Cook on, on, on your side of the ball. Last week I asked you the question about you know, the fumble he had. How did you feel he responded last week um, in the numbers he put up in the, in the game that he had? It, seemed like, um, it seems like James kind of flying under the radar, I think, nationally with maybe some of the production he's had. But just the response and the demeanor he had in practice and in that game last week.
0: Well, it was consistent. The way he started the week, again, just, um, you know, with intent, with purpose uh, to play that way. And he went out and he played that way. And this is a young player that, you know, I believe is having a really good season. And he's learning um, that in order to play that way, you got to be consistent in practice every week, not just every other week, but every week. And that's all maturity and growth for James as he continues to develop here.
1: And coach, before I let you go, obviously we just want to touch on Joe Brady and his job in his first week. Now his first full week as offensive coordinator um, and the job that he did last week to prepare his team on what would be a short week in his role, but now having maybe a chance to breathe a little bit, to kind of step back and, and do some different things. What have you seen from him this week and the reaction of the, that side of the ball with the coaches and players?
0: I would say um, rather consistent uh, the way Joe led last week and, the, the level of collaboration that he had with the offensive staff and then into the into the players on offense has been similar this week. So uh, I think that consistent approach is is important. Just because you got the result one week doesn't mean you all of a sudden change things up or become bigger than you need to be. It's about, about the team and about that consistent approach.
1: All right, Sean. Well, safe travels to Philadelphia. We'll see you there on Sunday. Happy belated uh, Thanksgiving to you and your family.
0: All right. Same to you guys. Have a great weekend.
1: Okay. Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Big news right there that the Bills have ruled out both Dane Jackson and Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp is a bit of a surprise to be ruled out in one sense because Sean had said that he had a chance to play and he was in, in on Monday and then he was obviously getting better as the week went on and being limited and upgraded, I should say, as a participant in practice. But also not a surprise in another sense where he had this significant neck injury where he was put on a stretcher, put in an ambulance, and taken off the field. So Taylor Rapp won't play. Dane Jackson won't play. The Bills will be down a corner. But the good news, encouraging news, is Taryn Johnson has cleared concussion protocol. He will play for the Bills on Sunday, it appears. He will play, I should say. Um, you know, they anything could happen, but he looks to be on track to play. That's a big, big addition for the bills for a guy that maybe they would have been without. We'll see what they do at safety. I would think this means DeMar Hamlin is most likely active. We'll see how they play it out with the roster and with the numbers. In the meantime, thanks to Sean McDermott. And you can find that interview on demand at WGR550.com and on the Odyssey app. If you missed any of it, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back here. We'll wrap up your Friday, Black Friday here on the Extra Point Show.